0: This is the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense Podcast. I'm Susie Koller, the founder of Pretty Deadly Self-Defense.
1: And I'm Kate Lismer, a writer, traveler, mother, and expat. As a woman who lives in a big city and likes to travel, I'm very curious about self-defense. I've never had any training, so I have a lot of questions. And I have a lot of answers. We figured you probably have similar questions, too. And so we thought it'd be a great idea to share this conversation and put it in a podcast.
0: So welcome to the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense
1: Podcast you know probably in the US more than here but you know a lot mm-hmm. of uh people want to carry a weapon and maybe that's not a gun maybe that's a kind of mace or something but mm-hmm. in your experience what you know what is the best thing someone can do to protect themselves and does that include carrying a weapon of any kind
0: I'm not an advocate of weapons unless you really know how the weapon works Mace and pepper spray, I'm really not an advocate of, simply because um, if there's a wind, it can blow back into your face. Sometimes the the little button doesn't work. There's a lot that can go wrong with those. Um, and, and I also feel like you have to fish through your purse to get it. And uh, So I'm not a big fan. Um, I'm absolutely not a fan of guns. If you are interested in protecting yourself with a gun... If that's legal in your state, etc., then I can only recommend um, really thorough gun training. And by really thorough, I don't mean going to your gun range and just shooting off a few rounds. I mean actually enrolling in an intensive course, um, because really good intensive gun courses also de—can you say this—demystify. Do we yeah. say or demystify? I'm getting it mixed up. But nonetheless, it breaks a bunch of myths around guns and how they work and what we should be doing and whether you're going to do the Cagney and Lacey or the actual, you know, there's reality right. and then there's TV. So yeah, that's I mean, So much of
1: that seems like you're, you know, internalizing like what you've seen in a movie and trying to recreate it. Yeah.
0: I mean, I just, I've, I'm I'm really not a fan of guns on any level. They exist in the world, whatever, but, um, and I don't think that they're useful in self-defense just, just because it's got to be a quick draw, you know? Right. Um, knives again, unless you know how to use a knife, I don't recommend it. And you know, when I, was attacked, my, one of my first thoughts was, you know, if I can just get to the knives in the kitchen, I am so glad today that I never got to those knives because those knives would have been used against me surely. Cause I did not know how to use them. You know, now when I teach our third level of self, our third level of pretty deadly, um, we do address knives. We address how to use them um and how to defend against them. And one of the first rule about knives is accept the fact that you're gonna get cut. Just accept it.
1: Hmm.
0: That makes it a lot easier to move forward. But again, I, I just I'm not a big fan of weapons um, unless you really know how to use them.
1: And that's just simply because they can be so easily used against you.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, or misuse or go off in the wrong direction, whether it's a gun or a knife or, you know, whatever. If you're not sure, it's easy enough that you accidentally stab yourself, you know. Um, keys are something that most People learn at some point to splay the to put your keys between your fingers. That can be a useful weapon, but if you ask most people what to do with those keys, so I mean, if you put your keys, I'm sure you've done this. I was right? going to say I have done this. Uh-huh. And never... what do you do if you've ever had to use it?
1: Well, so in the situation I've done it has been one of these like walking home in the dark, getting that weird feeling, and knowing that I don't have a weapon. So it's like, what can I do? So you, yeah, splay the keys between your fingers, uh-huh. and I just made a fist. But right, and then how would you use it? Punch someone
0: in the eye. Right. I don't know. <laughs> and, the, and I think that's what most people think. But the problem is, is if you punch someone with a bunch of keys in your fingers, you're going to gonna, gonna drive those back into your own hand. It's not actually effective in that way as a weapon. Uh, yeah. If you use it instead like a claw, kind of like a cat claw, to scrape across somebody's face or chest or whatever, that can
1: be useful. That's super useful. I mean, even uh, scratching someone's eyes. Right. Yeah. Right. So going for things
0: like, you know, eyes and stuff like that or the throat, these are small targets. They're hard to get in a defense situation when everything's moving. The idea of shoving your thumbs into somebody's eyes is it's really hard to get past your own aversion to doing that, even in a self-defense situation. So it's not stuff that I really f- recommend. You don't teach that. Yeah. I don't teach it because I think it's a bit unrealistic. Um, I do think as far as weapons go that there's a lot of everyday objects that we can use to help protect ourselves in the sense of, you know, say you're walking down the street at night and, you know, you, you're getting mugged or threatened in some way and you have your purse with you. You can just start chucking stuff at people, just throw stuff at them. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to pay attention when you've got stuff being thrown at you, even if it's soft, Mm -hmm. you know, anything, you could take your purse or your bag or whatever you have, swing it around and then kind of throw it like, of course you're going to lose it, but, um, throw it like almost like a bowling ball or like you're skipping a stone across water, Mm -hmm. you know, using the weight that will, will go to the bottom through centrifugal force. Um, you can, you can use whatever is around you, but just be, af- be aware of the fact that you're probably also going to get hurt. One of the great things about martial arts training, which we don't do in self-defense, is we learn how to accept pain. And that doesn't mean that you're a masochist and you're like, yeah, hit me, hit me, I love it. You understand how to breathe through it. And that, okay, some things are just gonna hurt, and I accept it, but it's not good it's not enough to stop me mm-hmm. so
1: is that something that you like could teach me just by telling me that, or do you feel like that's something that you have to practice and um really prepare for? Does that make sense?
0: yeah, it makes sense um huh, It's a good question though I mean, if I'm gonna teach you that. I can't. I can't feel the pain for you. So in some ways, it is only by telling you. But it usually, in a martial arts atmosphere, it usually comes up because somebody is in a some kind of a lock and they're fighting it, and you're telling them like, just breathe through it, just stop fighting it and just breathe through it. Mm-hmm. You know. But it's sort of like in that moment. But basically, all pain is like that. Stop fighting it and just breathe through right.
1: it. Right. Well, I'm thinking of some meditations I've done where you know it's for yeah, if you're, if you're having some acute pain or something that there's ways Mm -hmm. of kind of breathing through that, but it's something to think about taking into a situation where you might be being attacked and instead of getting, because pain is distracting, right? And it can be, if that's what you're thinking about, it's harder to think about something else. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a really,
0: really good point. We spend most of our time avoiding physical pain, you know, as though it's the worst thing ever. And I don't like physical pain either. But if I'm defending myself, I don't care, Mm -hmm. you know. Also, you're full of adrenaline and you're not as likely to – you're going to feel pain later but not in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something else to learn about your own self-defense system is that you probably won't feel pain in that moment, you know. And so it's okay to defend yourself. Avoiding getting hurt, avoiding getting hit, avoiding all that usually means exactly you're focused on avoiding and not defending. Mm -hmm. Those are two very different things and you're less likely to be hurt if you're focused on defending.
1: Right. So I guess the takeaway here is that you don't need to carry a weapon. Like some people really might want one, but if they're going to get a weapon, they should really make sure they know how to use it in a way that's going mm-hmm. to empower them and not make them more of a victim of what, right you know, their own circumstances. And then also, um, was there any other like i thought this key tip was really interesting do you have any mm-hmm. other sort of everyday object things that people could think about using well especially women
0: um in 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 a violent situation your own body is probably going to be the best weapon in a threatening situation especially Creep threatening, not threatening, threatening. You know the difference of like yes. when when some dude is just staring at you, like he's undressing you with his eyes, kind of thing. Um, you know, what's a great weapon. Tampons hmm. are fantastic, or panty liners. And I know people are using moon cups generally more now. And I'm, I don't think that those no, that's are that's quite... a weapon. It's a weapon, <laughs> but the tampons and, and panty liners are great weapons because they make people who do that really uncomfortable because they don't like the functions of the female body. So taking out a tampon and and just twirling it around, yes, will make you look crazy. But on the other hand, it will be really disgusting to the other person. So forms of disgust Mm -hmm. can be useful for us.
1: I like this topic, Alex. I think it's Mm -hmm. really practical. So yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to add?
0: Um, No. I mean, I can't think of anything at the moment. It's, you know, weapons are, weapons are complicated Things It's, it's, and you also have to be willing to use it. You know, that's the thing is, is I've, in my experience with self-defense personally, and as an instructor, one of the things that holds people back from learning self-defense most is they don't want to hurt another person. They don't want to be responsible for another person's pain or injury, which is good because that, you know, wonderful, you're a morally wonderful person. With a weapon, it may give you a sense of confidence. But if you're not willing to use it, if you're not prepared to use it, that weapon isn't going to do you any good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know. And the reason why we focus on natural body movements, things you already do every day, apply, not using terms like punches and kicks, but using these other terms is to remove that obstacle of I don't want to hurt other people. All you're doing is putting your hair behind your ears. All you're doing is opening a door. That's it. Nothing more to it than that. Nothing scary. With a weapon, you've just beat someone with a baseball bat. Now you're a psycho. Congratulations.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty Deadly Self-Defense is a self-defense program created by a 20-year martial arts veteran and violent crime survivor, Susie Collin, based in Berlin, Germany. You can learn more about Suzy and the Pretty Deadly Self-Defense program at prettydeadlyselfdefense.com.